millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Hear Music. My name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. Hey, man. As well as Chris Payne. Hello. Uh, First up... I'm just going to dive right into it. Wow. You know, we, last week we talked about snacks. We wasted about 60 whole seconds about That's okay. that. You know forget what? Actually, that. I'm going to waste a little bit of time, right, Joe. Fine. I just want to say that time. Uh, last week's episode of the Must Hear Music was, uh, I think, the, one of the best we did yet. I hope to top it this week, but last week we talked about Kendrick Lamar and Jesse J and Elephant. And I think it was my favorite so Perfume far, Genius. actually. Check that out on iTunes. Yeah, so Go it's ahead, on iTunes. Guys. Check it, rate it. For for God's sakes, um, you know I'm not asking for five stars. I think four is a reasonable request. You know, and, so. and people can subscribe to the podcast Three. too, can't they? Yes. You wow. <laughs> There's so, so many things you can do with wow. the Must Hear Music podcast on it's, iTunes. It's Why remarkable. don't you check them out? Um, what he said. But so let's uh let, let's talk about some music. So first up, I want to talk about our good friend Tom Tom York. That is uh, um, Tom York. The song we are, so as, as you probably heard, he released an entire new album, Out of the Blue, on BitTorrent. Um, it came with this whole press release. The idea is that he wants to, I guess, use BitTorrent as a way to like take power away from the labels and put it in the hands of the artists and the consumers. You know, if BitTorrent is, is the best way to do that, I, th- I think that's a, a very debatable issue. Yeah. Um, and, and we can debate that. But aside from that... Um, it's totally worth noting that this album, uh, there was over 400,000 downloads of it, which is incredible for, I mean, any album. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think what, I mean, what was the biggest debut week this year? Oh, this is something I should have looked up ahead um, of time. I think it's still Coldplay, but Taylor Swift is going to pass Coldplay. I mean, here's the thing about, and and other people have written about this, and we won't spend too much time on this, but the thing is, like, when Tom York says that he's trying to take the power away from labels and like get it into the hands of you know the little the artists and the little people 
the thing is, like, Tom York is a famous person, and, like, right. he got famous through the major label system, and if just a random guy was like, hey, here's my album, it's on BitTorrent, right. like, no one would download it. Like, you need, it, it's great that, you know, this is, he's trying something different, but, like, come you on. You need to get to like, a point of a certain fame where people will even care. Exactly, yeah. Released. Like, a surprise album if you're not Beyonce, is just a free album or, or yeah. you know, an album. It's just a no Michael Sarah album. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I, I totally agree with that. But, but talking about the music, the album is great. Um, I would say, you know, very similar to his first solo album in that it's synthetic type uh, pop, but it's a little chillier, a little more retro. Uh, the the track I chose to focus on is the first one, "Brain in a Bottle," which just has some really like great things going on. There's like a warbling synth line that sounds like it's from like a '50s sci-fi movie. The beat sounds like it's kind of tripping over itself. There's another synth that's kind of like this screeching bird, and the whole thing has a very Eno feel. I mean, it's very Brian Eno indebted, but the whole electronic music scene is. Um, but I think the nice thing about it is that it has this like weird kind of cool to it that still is like catchy and makes you want to move and he pulls off that trick nicely so you know is this uh is this game changing stuff no but it's it's good yeah i don't know i, w- I really wasn't feeling this one Ooh. and like Uh-oh. as far as far as uh york's output goes my favorite full length is kid a and i feel like radiohead and york have very much been mining that territory ever since Kid A with like these skittering electronic beats and weird distorted high vocals over them. And I mean, it's fine. It's like, it's in a vacuum. It's an interesting track, but I, I think that Minson's King of Limbs, the last, it sounds kind of like that to me. And I, I feel like for them, they're just sort of like mining the same territory and it doesn't seem very different to me. All right. Yeah, I I mean, I am warming up to this album. As you said, it is a very chilly album as as of right now. I, I really like The Eraser, his first album, his first solo album under his own name that came out in 2006. I think that really was exactly what he wanted it to be, which was an outlet for him to do something outside of Radiohead, make it a little bit more personal, make it just, I, I mean, let's be real, like, a Tom York solo album and something like the eraser and in rainbows don't sound too dissimilar. Like, you know, it's, it's just the the title, but at the same time, it was a more personal album. It, it made him kind of think about things differently and see things in a different viewpoint as, as opposed to working with four other artists. I, I think that this song and this album are going to take a little bit more time to get into. We've had it for about four days now, and I'm still listening to it. I'm still exploring it. I'm just kind of happy that Tom York has a new solo album out. Like that's that's great. Like I'm I even if it's not quite as good as the last solo album or doesn't really sit on the same shelf as Radiohead albums. I, I mean I'm I, I'm a huge Radiohead fan, and I'm I'm happy when more Radiohead music or more Tom, use, Tom York music exists. And I think you got to give it props that it is just $6. And I mean, I know that maybe that shouldn't come into a discussion of the yeah. quality of the music. Hey, but I, the bought very it. Least, I bought it for 6 bucks. You I know, it's, it. it's a full album, and it's it's a very reasonably priced 6 bucks. So maybe that lowered my expectations. But, you know, I, I, I stand <laughs> it's by it's my... Already like two, it's already like 33% off. 
if we were to go into Target and buy it off like the new CD <laughs> rack first right. week. So it's yeah. already on the clearance rack. On Friday, I was like, "Hmm, I have six bucks that I could spend at, for like a foot long sub at Subway, or I could buy this new mm-hmm. Tom York album." And guess what I did, Joe? You made the choice. I, that's I went to stick Subway. With you in the no, long run. I, I, I bought the Tom York album. <laughs> I think his next. Uh, album will come out maybe as a google doc or maybe it'll it'll be released in like a dropbox folder i don't know can we just just but it'll it'll just have weird electronic beats and high-pitched distorted vocals i know we're talking about a brain in a bottle but is there anything better than the song called there is no ice parentheses for my drink (laughs) like come on come on that really one of the yes yes it is yes it is Um, yeah, the song titles are it's great. The the whole, I mean, it's called alone. Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. Like, <laughs> Which is, yeah. It's fine. Remember we were talking That's about Blue Planet insane. Eyes by the Preachers two weeks ago? Now th- this blows it right away. Yeah, I think this is a, is a weirder, goofier album title. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's listen um, to some. Yeah, let's listen to Tom York, Brain in a Bottle. Tom York, Brain in a Bottle. Next up, let's talk about the new One Direction song, yes. Steal My Girl, um, which, as the internet has rightly pointed out, is kind of more like Steal Your Song because the piano riff is uh, dangerously close to a newfound glory song from 2006, which I don't know. No one be, remembers. To be fair enough, song. yeah, no one remembers. Unless, unless I saw like a s- alternative press post it and like yeah, they remember it. But yeah, but but <laughs> no both of re- the newfound glory song. Newfound glory remembers that song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the whole thing was that Haley Williams tweeted about it. That's what got everybody to listen to it. Right. But it, I like I like imagining. Like One Direction and their all of their Swedish songwriters like sitting around in a room listening to Newfound Glory deep cuts and being <laughs> like, "Yeah, this is what we're gonna do now." <laughs> like everyone loves Newfound Glory. Deep this cuts. album went so well. So yeah, know? I mean, the, the whole thing is that like, yeah, it's it's derivative, um, but like so is most pop music. I, I don't know. Like I I don't really see the problem with that. I, I wrote about. Different to be derivative or to take a, a, the exact <laughs> oh, same piano. Come on, line. it's not. It's not the exact it's same. Close. Well, I no, I I can't agree with that. I I think that it's like different than. Um, remember Joe Satriani uh, and the Coldplay and the yeah. Coldplay. Yeah. Like that was basically like the same, but like this, you know, it's a newfound glory deep cut, and it's that like the piano riff sounds a little similar. It's just like a big ham-fisted piano riff like yes. it's like, it could be any like it's not well, surprising to me at all that it sounds like another big ham-fisted piano someone riff. pointed out it sounds exactly like journey's uh faithless yes yeah which or maybe yeah which makes or is it faithfully i anyways but um which makes so much sense because you listen to this and this is clearly crafted for a stadium like yes. although it's a slower kind of mature you know quote-unquote mature sound for them there's still hand claps they're still stomping like this is designed for fans to be singing along during a massive tour i mean i wrote about this song a lot over the past day and you know they since midnight memories their last album they've just been making rock music or you know like folk and power pop or other you know delineations of rock i think that this is actually the best 
one. I think that mm-hmm. this is their best single since Kiss You or What Makes You Beautiful, I guess. just into, like I've listened to this song like 15 times in the past 24 hours. I love this song. It's so dumb and big, but like so is a lot of great like hair metal singles. Like, I, I don't know. Like I just don't. It's that's you. You can't really read too much into this song. Like it's, you know, the whole the the chorus is so stupid. It's like there's like what there's a there's a bill a couple billion people in the whole wide world, but this like this girl belongs to me. Like it's just it's really dumb, but it's great. It's like sometimes you just need a big blockbuster single, and I'm very happy with this song. So wait, what do you like particularly about the song? If you're if you're kind of like poo-pooing the lyrics and <laughs> that it's derivative, what is good about it? I think it's well. just, it, but it's just a great like power pop anthem. Like it's just very, it's so catchy. It's so fun to listen to. Like it, it's just, yeah, it's it gets stuck in your head. It's just so enjoyable. It it's slickly produced and really fun to sing along to like i i don't know it's just a really fun one direction song like I, this the same thing i i love what makes you beautiful i i remember i heard that song for the first time and one direction was still kind of building their army of supporters and i was like oh shit this song is gonna be massive because it's great it's a great pop song and i i feel like this is just the same thing but it's just like a great classic rock song i, I mean i actually agree with you for the most part i like the song despite the similarities to existing <laughs> the, material the newfound glory <laughs> but but part of me wonders with this as they kind of mature and become just more regular adult pop rock like at what point am i going to be like why am i even listening to a boy band doing this like the whole reason i went to one direction in the first place was that it was refreshing to have a boy band back on the scene yeah like that was just a sound that wasn't anywhere three years ago and if they're getting away from that into, you know, Mumford territory or Coldplay territory. Well, they're already there. there. was Mumford territory and on at, that w- last at what album. point are we, are we <laughs> like, well, why, why are we listening to this? Why aren't we just listening to the band to actually play their instruments and write this stuff themselves? Well, it's the whole question of, like, authenticity. Like, how much does it bother you that one dude from One Direction is parading around with a guitar and the rest of them are just kind of like headbanging and clapping. Uh, I mean, that's the whole thing. It doesn't It doesn't really bother me like because I think the songs are good. It bothers me less if they're doing boy band stuff, but I'm just saying if they're doing <laughs> if they're adult doing music, like pop and why, lock are we, moves. why are we... But anyways, <laughs> let's, uh, let's listen to it. The song is uh, One Direction... Steal My Girl. Steal My Girl. And it sounds like a Journey song and a New Found Glory song, but... Look it up on the internet. Make make your own choice. Here it is. That was One Direction's Steal My Girl. I gotta say, before we move on, I just hope this, uh, it spikes interest in Newfound Glory. What if, like, Newfound Glory has a huge comeback because one of their old (laughs) singles has, like, a little One Direction comparison? I'm all for it. They have a new album coming out. Come on. They do have a new album. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you probably good for them (laughs) (laughs) they're like all right fine whatever um but anyway so moving on let's talk about uh gerard way released his solo album the album is called hesitant alien the song is called no shows um before i toss it to chris because this is his pick i just want to say i love this song there's like a really cool like t-rex fuzziness to the rock but it's you know even though it's rock like he kind of holds back it's not it's not as you know balls out as my chemical romance it's a little more lush it's a little um more laid back but i think this suits him really well um but it, chris what do you think about it yeah i mean this track that we uh the, the video dropped about a month and a half ago or so and i was just so surprised cuz i knew that my chemical romance had broken up and i knew he was making new music but this sounds nothing like my chemical romance you know the album the album dropped today so people anyone who's heard us really a second of it is saying that oh it doesn't sound like my chemical romance yeah. so that's really interesting but as you were touching on joe he's He's been saying Impressa. He's all about shoegaze and British rock music now. And it's like, the the song is really catchy and it has a good hook, but the vocals are mixed kind of on the same level as the guitars. In the outro, they sort of meld together. It's it's catchy, but it's also sort of tipping its hat to to very different um, mixing studio techniques that you really don't hear in pop or rock music right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you guys said. And I, I think that this kind of reminds me of um, Patrick Stump's solo album in a good way, which I really enjoyed, Soul Punk, uh, in just a complete departure. When people heard that album, they were like, oh, this doesn't sound like Fall Out Boy. And it's like, well, yeah, no, it's not Fall Out Boy in the same way that the, like this Gerard Way album is not My Chemical Romance. And... You know, I, I this this song is is really fun. It's not quite, you know, at the same level as some of my chem's best singles. It's not quite as like one of the things I really liked about uh, my chemical romance was how epic they could be mm-hmm. uh, on you know mm-hmm. on the right times. And and this isn't exactly epic, but it's it's really fun. It's really sticky. And um, yeah, I, I'm I, I got to explore this album more. I don't. I haven't heard too much from it, but uh, I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah, one thing that just or just reminded me of, <clears throat> which I haven't thought of 
probably since it came out, but when Green Day had that new wave side project, The Network, oh, yeah. I think that was 10 years ago. They had an album, Money, Money, 2020. Yeah, good memory. Um, and and it, was, it was good, but you know that really felt, and that almost reminded me of kind of what this is, but well, that was definitely this like throwaway side project where they were just goofing around. Like it's very clear that Gerard Way, like this isn't just like I mean, you know, maybe he'll switch up styles after this album, but this isn't like a lark or a goof. Like he really, like seems kind of like creatively reborn on this. He sounds revitalized in a way that, at least when I saw like My Chemical Romance during their last year being live together, it it didn't. It seemed like he was getting a little tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you compared it to the Patrick Stump solo album, Jason, and you're right. I just I hope he does, or I hope Stump, or I hope Wade as well with this album, because as you know, that Stump solo album you liked it, but it flopped yeah, really hard. That is true. Fall boy, and I mean, Way has a very strong fan base who's followed him since My Chemical Romance, but I'm very curious of how they'll take to this new style because the album's gotten good press. But aside from that, I'm rooting for him, but I'm not sure where it'll go. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see if like rock radio kind of gravitates toward this album. Um, yeah, we'll see. All right, well, let's give it a listen. That's Gerard Way, No Shows. All right, that was Gerard Way No Shows. Next up, let's talk about, let's see, what, what do we got? Let's talk about Lord. We have uh, Yellow Flicker Beat. This is from uh, the Mockingjay Part 1 soundtrack. And, uh, you know, let little also, let's just plug Billboard's 21 Under 21 list. Hey-o! So Billboard topped that list. We're just saying she's uh, she's basically the coolest is what we're saying with that. She beat out Justin she's the Bieber. She beat the Beebs. Swaggy. Beebs. She's very swaggy. Um, but, uh, anyway, so this is, as, as you would expect for something that goes with the Hunger Games franchise, this is a very paranoid sounding song. There's, uh, the synths in it kind of almost sound like warnings or sirens or something. Um, it's slow moving, but very somehow catchy and insistent. It's just, it's what we've heard from Lord before. This isn't exactly new territory, but I think she's bringing, um, kind of a great sensibility to the Hunger Games that... I would say in past soundtrack songs were kind of lacking. Like I liked the Taylor Swift song, but it didn't really fit the franchise and the Coldplay song totally didn't agree. really fit the franchise either. So to me, this is the first time they've, they've really grabbed someone who like totally makes sense for the yeah. movies. Shout out to that Taylor Swift song, safe and sound with the civil wars. The mm-hmm. song is incredible, but yeah, it doesn't really make sense on like a, like a soundtrack song. Yeah. I, I mean the, this is to me, it's not a, a dazzling song from Lord. Um, Lord's Pure Heroine was my favorite album of last year. And I think that this is a little bit of a step down, but it's also like a stopgap. And the thing about Lord is that no matter what you think of the production of, you know, the song itself and, and the melody, she's always going to bring it in terms of the writing. Like I'm just reading the lyrics now. Like the song opens with just just great lines like i'm a i'm a princess cut from marble smoother than a storm and the scar and the stars that mark and the scars excuse me that mark my body they're silver and gold my blood is a flood of rubies precious stones it keeps my veins hot the fires find a home in me 
Like, Preach it, Jason. She is 17 years old, and like she's just a, a songwriting dynamo. And you know, I, I think that no matter what she does musically, she's such a gifted writer that something like Yellow Flicker Beat, which I like, I said it's a stopgap. It's a soundtrack song. It's it's going to probably be it'll probably be the only look that she gives us between now and her next album realistically so i i think that yeah it, it is what it is and always going to be interested in le- what lord does yeah i saw her headline not too long ago in new york and what's really striking to me is how as much as i like the album since she only has one album to play with right now she plays the whole thing track for track and it's a pretty samey album all the way through with her vocal delivery the structure of the songs those hip-hop and r&b influenced beats that, that she sings over so I'm watching her live. I'm wondering where is she going to go next. She has to sort of change things up if she's going to, because the stakes are high for her. People, myself included, really are into her. And as far as her vocals go, she hasn't really changed much up yet. But the beat that she's working with on this song is much more up tempo than anything that's on Pure Heroin. So I liked the progression there. But at times it seems like her vocals and maybe it's just a range thing can't quite keep up with the beat on the song. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, but let's listen to it. It's just Lord Yellow Flicker beat. This is from the upcoming uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One. All right, that was Lord. Next up, let's talk about Ice Age. So they have a new song out. It's called How Much. Um, how many, rather. Yes, it is called that. Thank you. Um, and why don't you talk about it, since you actually know what the name of it is. <laughs> <laughs> very, very qualified. Thank you. <laughs> so, Ice Age, they're um, a Danish punk band, and their first two albums were very punk, very hardcore sounding. And those influences, well, the punk side, maybe not so much the hardcore in this new third album that's coming out on Matador next week, they're still there. Um, but they they're they've definitely changed things up, which I think they had to do to keep staying really interesting. I really liked the first song they they dropped from this album. It was called "The Lord's Favorite." Had kind of a weirdo country vibe, and that's not really evident on this song. How many? But as I was saying, it's not as heavy and as as blistering as the first couple albums. The, the first two albums they did are, but still, um, Elias the singer. Uh, his his delivery is very very intriguing. He's um he's a, he's a really good looking guy, and I think he kind of works that in like in like the sexiness vibe, and you see it in the music videos. Like has that going in a kind of an interesting off kilter kind of way. And really, the other members of the band, the drumming in this in this track is also very interesting. There's there's time changes. The way the way they've progressed from just very straight ahead punk is very interesting to me. Yeah, I would say I've been you know despite not <laughs> remembering the name of this song, um, <laughs> I have been following them since their first album. I really like them, um, and it I'm I guess surprised isn't the right word, but you know they've definitely been making a move towards more accessible rock with this new album. In this case, of course, accessible just basically means more angular post-punk instead of just kind of like screamy hardcore influence stuff so it's still like very much in the alternative realm um but the sonic assault is is been toned down a bit 
um, but it's still rough around the edges. And I think that's just kind of a great combination. And and also I appreciate that even though if they're kind of smoothing out um, a couple things, that they're still playing around with dissonance. Like the piano chords in this are almost just playing against the song's melody. And anytime someone can successfully do that without it being totally irritating is impressive. Um, but I'd be curious. I keep feeling like the more I hear of this new album, that his voice is becoming more like the Libertines. Have you? Do you have yeah. Seen? Oh my God. I was actually thinking that <laughs> he's just sort of like moan singing. Yeah. Into the microphone. <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah. And like you said, like with the swagger, yeah. like it's kind of it's adopting from that, that, which is weird. But yeah. I guess. I mean, hey, the Libertines are fantastic. Yeah. I'm super excited for uh, the possibility of a reunion album, whether it's a mess or not. Um, And I'll go to the bat for up the bracket any day of the week. Oh, man. Um, But let's listen to it. It's it's Ice Age, How Many. All right, that was Ice Age, How Many? Uh, next up, I wanted just to give a shout-out to my lady, Lucinda Williams. Uh, she's one of my longtime favorites. I think she is kind of just a genius and one of the few people in country rock who can really make uh, one start-to-finish classic album year after year after another. Um, and the song I wanted to draw some attention to premiered exclusively on Billboard a couple weeks ago. It's actually a J.J. Kale cover called Magnolia. Um, it's a nine-minute track, and it's the last song on the album. And I think it's kind of crazy to end. This is, by the way, a, a double-disc, nearly two-hour-long album, and she ends it. She's you know People have already been with this album for an hour and a half, and she ends it with a nine-minute song. Anyone else would do that, I would think, like, What's wrong with you? Like some Joanna Newsom ish right there. Yeah, like you're gonna like people are just interest is gonna be lost. That's ridiculous. But somehow it works. I guess she's you know, she's just been doing this long enough that when her band takes over a song, like they can stretch out their chops on it. They don't really jam as much as they kind of just mull over these grooves. And I think because of that, because it never really punches you in the face you can stick with it like for nearly two hours or in this case nine minutes um so it's on billboard right now the full album is out i think it's on itunes for like 14 dollars, even though it's double it's a great album uh lucinda williams magnolia let's listen to it Cinda Williams' Magnolia, and uh, next up, both Chris and Jason just saw a band in the office um, that they were both very impressed by. So Been a fun day, uh, yeah. Riff on it. Yeah, bands come to our office. How about that? Yeah, we are rather like lucky. like a band was in the office, you know. Oh, no, no big deal. <laughs> um, so this band, uh, Flight Facilities, they are from Australia, and they have an album coming out on October 27th. We heard most of it. They played many, many selections, and it all sounded really great. I, I mean, I've I've been a fan of this band for you know the past few months. They've they've been around, you know, overseas mostly uh, before signing to Glass Note Records here. But you know, it, for fans of uh, 
of their songs like Stand Still, like Two Bodies, like these are the the whole album is is just really solid. Uh, I love the there's a song with Bishop Nehru who just uh, put out a collaboration with MF Doom. And it, yeah, it definitely, you definitely get like disclosure vibes from these guys. Ooh, I was going to say disclosure. Yeah, Yeah. they're very much like um, curators of this very groovy, mellow electronic music with various vocalists kind of guessing on each track. What did you think, C-Pain? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with curators there because like Disclosure, I wouldn't say they're exactly breaking new grounds with styles and electronic music, but they're borrowing from a lot of what I heard and getting to hear most of that album. And they do it all very well and they put pack it into however long the album is, 45, 60 minutes, and make it into this very digestible, enjoyable little summation of what can be really great with with electronic music. And I also liked how they were describing how a lot of the tracks on the album are old singles. Yeah. So instead of just having one single after another, they wrote in these interludes and, and intros and outros that hearing the album all together really f- really made it a good listen all the way through. Yeah, it, and like I said, if it, it was funny because they, they had these songs and they would play... Um, maybe like half of each song or something like that and they because some of the songs stretch to eight or nine minutes but it's always a good thing where they play the first like three minutes and there's another five minutes and they're like all right we're gonna uh keep going on to the next track and and i was like in my head i was like no i actually really like this song you can keep it going (laughs) that's always a good uh that's always a good sign um so they they put out a song called two bodies featuring emma lewis uh louise i'm sorry emma louise and uh yeah let's listen to it man That was Flight Facility featuring Emma Louise, and the name of the song was Two Bodies. All right. Great we should, song. We should play that Tom York track, the, the Not Enough Ice for My Drink. <laughs> the song no title. Ice. That's the best thing yeah. I've heard all day. Yeah. There is no ice, parentheses, for my drink. He is the Yorkiest of all Yorks. We should just have a, a must-hear music podcast dedicated to funny song and album titles. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorites is Dolly Parton has an album uh, called White Limousine, but limousine is spelled with a Z, which was because uh, she did not know how to spell limousine and did not want to look it up in oh, a dictionary. That's great. I so. always like giving my, um, I, I, I forget what's going to be my 2014 f- most hilarious album title. Last year was definitely French Montana, Excuse My French, which is just like, for some reason hilarious to me. Before that, it was Crayshon Something About Cray. Yes. But anyway, we can. This is and a, a new Chronicles new... of Marnia come out this year. Marnie Stern's album. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that, though. That, that's, that's like knowingly silly. Yeah, it's, part, it's knowingly. Um, yeah, while I clown on British rock music icons <laughs> or UK UK rock music icons I should say the new U2 album has some doozies on it we have there's um sleep like a baby tonight is a good oh, one yeah. song for someone <laughs> iris and then parentheses hold me close like yep. some goo goo dolls vibes there <laughs> <laughs> what about the miracle of Joey Ramone the lead single where it has like 
Bono's silhouette on that new commercials with like Joey Ramone. Well, what about what about California reason. parentheses? There is no end to love. <laughs> it's just like yeah. take a profound word and then have parentheses and say a, pr- a profound phrase after yeah. it. There needs to be yeah, like a U two song generator. <laughs> that yes. would be someone who's yeah. on the internet. It's like can do my things. life parentheses. When will it end? <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that. You did it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, do we have anything else, Joe? That that's we... it. Those oh, are really? those are the we're tunes. Just, yeah, just you're goofing around. Basically just I sh- yeah should have popped in earlier and said, by the way, you can stop listening right now because we're done talking about music. Um, but thank you, Chris and Jason, for uh, joining me. And that is this week's Must Hear Music podcast. As always, if you have any recommendations of artists or songs, um, by all means, tweet them at us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.